Ladies and gentlemen, it is certainly my pleasure to bring you yet another episode of the Mental Takedown. I can't believe this is already lucky 21, as we filmed the 21st episode with Cal Poly's Lawrence Sons. He just came off a great tournament at the U23s, finishing second. Plenty of momentum going into next season. Super, super interesting and thoughtful guy. Just a quick disclaimer. This episode was filmed well before Evan Wick and all the stuff with Cal Poly and all that stuff went down. So you won't hear any of that during this interview, but nonetheless, it should be a rather good one. As always, we'll roll the clip and you'll hear my voice on the other side. Enjoy. Joining us now is the pride and joy of Cal Poly Wrestling, Lawrence Sines. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I woke up and slow. Can't get much better than this, honestly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, I know you just had a competition, but what's been going on you, with you since the college season ended? Everyone likes to tell me that they just went straight back to work. I don't believe that. For um, here at Cal Poly, we kind of had <laughs> had to go straight back to work. Uh, we've been on a pretty, like, strict training schedule. Like, we had, I think, two weeks off after NCAAs, and then, like, it was three weeks pretty much for the guys after Pac-12s because I, uh, I was helping some of the guys going to – it was Bernie and um, Legend, and I was helping those guys train for NCAAs. So – I had about two weeks after that, and then we kind of just got back to training. But yeah, no, we've been training ever since uh, NCAA's consistently five, five, six days a week. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. so that so that is the real answer. Uh yeah. I mean, they're not they they weren't like the hardest like training days. Like I've been having fun the past like three months. Like it's just been. I haven't really burnt myself out from wrestling. It's just been I go in, I get my work, I need, I get what I need done, and I get out. It's short, sweet. Like I get what I need, and it's just become part of my routine. And then you have the whole rest of the day to decompress to yourself, yeah? Uh, kind of. We have two practices, so like normally we'll have uh, we do. I've been doing a lot more lifting, so uh, I've been lifting five days a week actually. And then I'll have like uh, two individuals throughout the week to just kind of hone in on some more technique-wise, slower-paced practices. But other than that, it's just like an open mat at 3 p.m. and or like structured, like uh, two structured practices a week. But <clears throat> yeah. So interesting. You were obviously you were training the guys uh, to go to St. Louis at the time. Did did they did they let you? go in person or oh no, no, no i didn't i didn't end up going to the ncaa tournament uh at all even to like spectate or anything i i watched from home but a lot of those guys did really good especially bernie so how nerve when was the last time you actually watched like wrestling on tv at home especially your teammates probably ncaa's honestly like I do a lot. I watch a lot of international wrestling, uh, like through like YouTube and stuff like that. But uh, live, definitely, probably the NCAA tournament, and it, that's always fun to watch. And I, I think 
it's it's been a real shame that we haven't had fans the past, well one we didn't have a tournament two years ago or a year and a half ago and then we didn't have fans at this tournament really well like a full capability fans <laughs> yeah so was it more nerve-wracking than actually wrestling watching the guys? uh watching guys like bernie and legend uh yeah. i feel like they're pretty calm and collected when they wrestle so like uh I don't know. It, it depends on who I watch wrestle, I guess, uh, and their style. Like, I feel like more, like, risky guys, I get a little nervous, even though, like, I'm kind of, like, a risky, like, individual when I wrestle, uh, which is kind of <laughs> just ironic, I think. And, but, I don't know. I, I get I get pretty into the matches. I don't know about nervous. I mean, I, I feel nervous for them, I guess, but I just kind of, like... It, it is what it is. Uh, and then exciting. When, how, how often or how soon after the match do you text the guys or talk to the guys? Do you do that at all, or do you just kind of leave them alone to let them? Um, that's a good question because I know some guys don't like to be talked to, especially after a loss or something. Um. I'll text typically maybe later in the day. Like, I won't text them right after the match. I know, like, I don't really like to receive a lot of notifications because it is overwhelming, especially with technology and just social media. Like, you just get blown up by all these notifications on your phone. Um, so I typically wait a little. Uh, the guys on my team after after they have their matches, whether it's a win or a loss. Uh, like I said, um, I think a lot of the social media and just like text messages, it can be overwhelming. And I think just giving them giving them time to like decompress, whether it's in person or via text, like give them time to decompress after the match. And I've kind of noticed that because like I used to be one to like want to talk to someone after that match, but like whether it was like a good match, a bad match, like. It's important to like give the guy a little time to decompress, think about what happened, and just kind of get out of that zone. Yeah. So then, how quickly did y'all like? Because I know you just got off competition. How quickly did y'all immediately? I guess y'all said you started training pretty much right away, but do you? Do y'all train differently for these summer competitions than y'all do in season? Um, I wouldn't say too differently, but I mean, a good amount. Like, I definitely did not do as much conditioning as I did during the season. However, during the season, I really needed some conditioning. Um, <laughs> uh, but I I didn't I did actually most of the running <laughs> the most running I've done in like the past three months in the last like two days of the competition at U twenty threes just because I was cutting weight, which was kind of funny. <laughs> so, so was it? It was the it was thereabouts the same weight right as you wrestled during the college season? Yeah, it was uh one forty three point three, and I wrestled uh this last season at one forty one. Okay. So, I guess what does it kind of feel like? Because a lot of the same people are there. Like, what are the? How do you feel in those 
summer tournaments like that? Does it feel like another NCAAs? Does it feel like, you know, another competition where it's just the same guys again? Or how do y'all? How do I prepare? Yeah. Uh, um, I think I've been working on this a lot just with my mentality and how I prepare and how do I go about matches. And I think a big thing that I've been taking away from, like we've had a couple guys come in, uh, like all Americans, like uh, Daniel Lewis and just tell us like what he does to prepare for matches. And I've been, even like I've asked Bernie, like what, like, what do you do? And he's like, go out there and have fun. And like, um, to answer your question, I, I don't think it's much different from in season. You're gonna be seeing, seeing these guys at senior nationals, I'm going to be seeing these guys at international tournaments, at all these other these in-season tournaments throughout the regular college season. But I don't think it's different at all. <clears throat> I think uh, with this tournament in particular, I just kind of like finally found out how I need to prepare myself because I was always one to get really nervous before matches, and I really weigh out the outcome. And uh, this tournament, I just kind of like thought about <clears> – <throat> Uh, I really focused in on what I wanted to do and uh, like in within the match I guess and that win or lose I put less uh, weight on the outcome win or lose like at the end of the day I still have to go back to slow and put in more work to reach my goals and do you think that helps you like kind of I know you you said it yourself that second second never feels great but do you think that you're kind of doing better and you get over over things faster because this was this kind of like a new approach that you took for the first time yeah it actually is and like i think i don't know it helps me and everyone's different and i learned this kind of from uh daniel lewis and he was saying everyone everyone prepares things differently but I, the thing i found consistently was like the way the way you're prepared for the match doesn't change based on what opponent you're wrestling. And I took that approach, like, I took the approach of uh, taking out the impact, like, what happens in the match, and I took it out every single match. I'm like, okay, well, if I win this match or lose this match, I'm going, I still have to go out <clears throat> and wrestle my best, and it is what it is, pretty much. I have to get, I'm, there's still ways I can improve, even if I won, or if I could improve if I lost. <clears throat> But is it, is it, I guess, we'll leave this long after one more follow-up, I promise. Uh, <laughs> is it hard to kind of desensitize yourself from the result, though, because we're all so result-driven and all the, uh, all my, I mean, I, I don't care. I don't look at results, to be honest. I probably couldn't even tell you what your record was off the top of my head. But, <laughs> uh, all the other pundits are kind of so do two results and yeah no desensitize yourself from the results no it i think it's extremely hard to like pull yourself away from like because we are very result driven and i am certainly result driven like am i happy that i got second like not really but like did i see improvement in my like wrestling from the past yes um i think what really helped me like what <clears throat> what really helped me was like i was so result driven like even the like the saying like don't get too high on the highs and don't get too low on the lows any like <clears throat> loss that i like justified as bad like i really beat myself up on 
and like I think that really helped like tampered with my just not motivation I, I work hard as hell but my just confidence in my matches and <clears throat> I think finding that happy medium of uh, okay I won but I'm not where I want to be but I lost uh, or I lost and I still have I can still improve like I can still get better from this I think finding that happy medium helped me personally because uh, just to like give examples I like I don't know, my whole college career, I've, like, always, like, had close, <clears throat> had close matches with some really good guys, and uh, I've had a lot of, like, teammates and guys that I've wrestled that have had, like, plenty of success, and I'm, al I'm always looking at them, and I'm like, why can't I, why can't that be me? Specifically, shout out to my uh, old teammate, Kyle Parko, who had a great NCAA tournament. Um, to look back at that, uh, <laughs> Not to talk trash or anything, but I would kick his ass in practice, and then we'd get to competition, and we'd have close matches, which is like fine. But I would make uh, like the smallest mistakes, and I'd beat myself up so much over this. I'm like, damn, I can't lose to like some guy who's like a, a grade below me, and uh, it's just like I guess it, it was eye opening watching him at the NCAA tournament. <clears throat> Well, you, you know that's getting clipped now. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, I'm all for it. <laughs> all right. Um, so would you say that because you kind of saw a switch that, you know, you are able to kind of quantify your mental improvement through results? Is that just kind of a byproduct of what happens? Um. A little bit. I think that definitely, like, factors into it. I think the big thing is just constantly, like, knocking on the door. I think the like, just giving myself the chance and, like, still believing in myself. Because, like, <clears throat> this, like, I think, hold on, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think how I'm trying to say this. Um, it's, like, really discouraging, I guess, when you work so hard and you're told, like, you're so good. Like, even... My old coach Joe would say, you're so good in practice, and then, like, you don't show it in a competition. And it was like, you're a practice. He told me I'm a practice wrestler. It was just, like, he was joking, but, like, I always, like, I was, like, how the hell do I, like, get rid Like, I don't want to be good just at practice. <laughs> but, uh, and it was just always, always kind of knocking on that door and always just kind of believing in myself and believing in my training. I think in just little little mental reminders. I think that's the most important thing. Doing the little things helped just like helped me along the way, and I think I kind of like, kind of finally found my like little niche of what I like how I prepare for matches, and yeah. So no, that's a great answer actually. Um, so do you think a huge like is it almost kind of like a burden that's lifted off of you after you know something like this weekend happens and then you can be like all right it's kind of like a personal monkey off your back is that is that, is that kind of <laughs> that, what i'm saying that that's a good way to put it but i mean yes and no because i feel like i'm still gonna get nervous before matches it's like it's just like a normal thing to be nervous and like to have these feelings it's just like i think the big thing is how you control and how you compose yourself. Cause uh, one thing, one big, another big thing, like my coach was talking about uh, this past weekend, was 
I was a lot less reactive to any 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 type of like calls, anything that happens in the matches. But like before, like at Fresno, I was very. If you watch a lot of my matches, like if a call didn't go my way, or if I got called stalling, or some something that I didn't like go went on in the match, I I was very reactive and I showed it in my body language. Where here, I think I was at U23s especially. I, I've been I've been doing a really good job at just staying composed. And I think that like helps me mentally uh, altogether, just because like <clears throat> just stay staying calm, collected, and poised, thinking throughout the match where where I need to be, and just yeah, not reacting off emotion. All right, uh, I'll I'll get into this, and I I have to be careful on how I phrase this because I don't want I don't want this part to be. Uh, like, because I know I'm sure you've been asked this a million times and you've been it's been beaten to the ground. So I'm gonna try and phrase it in a way that hopefully you've never been asked before. When you first got to St. Louis, uh, St. Louis Obispo, and obviously you know all the precursor stuff. I'm not gonna ask you how you found out the program was cut, whatever, whatever. But was it kind of when was your first moment where you're like, oh shoot, like I have to, I have to, these are brand new coaches, they're brand new teammates, they're brand new professors. How does one kind of go about tackling that? How do I go about what? Tackling like, I think people forget that when people transfer programs, like it's a new, it's a whole new teammate, it's a whole new city, it's a yeah. whole new professor. So how do you go about starting to tackle that emotionally almost? Um, I think this couldn't have been honestly a better place that I could have transferred. This is like the perfect fit for me and especially for my teammate, Adam Kemp, who transferred with me from Fresno, which actually that, that did help a little bit, but I still think regardless, like the people here, the school here, the area, like everything is just like fit perfectly. And it was great. Like I, and, uh, and like the coat, the teammates were uh, open arms, like very inviting, very like, I, that's one thing that I really like about this team is our team culture. Like, I think we have one of the best team cultures in the country. And I, I don't think people understand how important that is when you have a team culture where everyone gets along and just everyone has fun during the season. If you like watch some of our duels or even just like look at some of the pictures of our duels, you'll see our guys like jumping in the stands, like cheering them on, like, getting hyped for our matches and it's just it's just an awesome thing to witness and like i think another thing that i want to uh compliment this team on is just like the coaching staff i think the coach I, and i was like i was a little skeptical of the coaching staff because i didn't know any of them i didn't know really who they were i i, I honestly only knew who sean Foz was and because i i saw him competing in college but um they the coaching staff and uh, we touched upon this at our banquet there's such good cohesion between all coaching staff. They're all on the same page. They all have the same goals. Like everyone's in this, uh, just, it's all cohesive. And I think that's a, another like important factor in our team. When uh, you can't have coaches that are kind of like wishy-washy or on, di on different pages with each other, or don't like coaches that don't like each other. But uh, our team's like cohesion and our coaches cohesion, it just, it's awesome. And that would just, 
the skepticism the skepticism went away over time yeah uh like like if i should have transferred here or not yeah no, no, yeah no 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 like obviously i mean but like you said you were skeptical of the coaches but like over time you know getting to oh know, yeah 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 i got to really know the coaches and just understand how they go about things and just uh yeah just like i got to know them better and it just like it was like a good fit like i like all of them <laughs> so then so then what's what's kind of your relationship with the guys i know the program ended after this year but whoa what, what what's kind of your relationship with the guys kind of on the old team still um, I'm still really good friends with like a lot of them. Like I mentioned, Kyle Parko earlier. He's my boy. Um, uh, shout out to Kyle Parko. Um, but a lot of the guys I'm still pretty close with. I still keep in touch with. I actually saw one of my teammates, two of my teammates, uh, U23s, uh, Jackson Hemauer. He's at uh, Northern Colorado. And then I saw um, who else did I see? Uh, my Anthony Moulton, he transferred to uh, Campbell University. That guy, that that's one guy who's been through the ringer. He uh, went to ODU, just a little background on him. He went to ODU. He's a Fargo champ, by the way. Went to ODU. Program got cut from ODU. Transferred to Fresno State. Program got by Fresno State. Now he's transferring all the way back to the other side of the country, going to Campbell. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But I still keep in touch with uh, a lot of the guys in the area, especially the guys who don't really wrestle anymore at Fresno. Um, I still talk to the, a couple guys from uh, – I, I just talked to actually Jacob Wright the other day, snapped him. He's going to be in town in California pretty soon. But I still keep in touch with a lot of those guys, and I, I hope the best for them. Now, what's interesting is obviously you have a bunch of people that you know at – competitions like U23s and whatnot, does everybody kind of just go about their own business and leave each other alone? Or do you all like actually, like is it still, a, especially, I guess especially with guys that you wrestle at the same weight that you get along with, mm-hmm. you all try and stay out of each other's way? Or like, I guess, how does the dynamic work on competition weekend between people that are you know, not on your team per se? So, uh, like, guys that I do know, like, outside of other teams, like, uh, uh, like tournaments and stuff, I'll go up to them and say hi, but, like, not necessarily if they're in my same weight. In my same weight, I typically, like, I don't really honestly know that many people in my same weight. Maybe Parco, that's about it. But, like, in a tournament setting, it definitely is, like, a lot more serious where, like, if, a, if I know a guy in my weight, like, I won't really associate with him that tournament. Uh, maybe maybe after the tournament we'll see i mean we'd have to see how the match goes but uh yeah i i'll say hi if like they're on a different team or like but typically i stay with my team during my the tournament i don't really like go around like with other teams i guess (laughs) dinner's on me as long as i win right (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) Now, how do you, I guess, post, post this kind of tournament, what do, you, what do you take from it to build onto next college season? Is it kind of like you're pumped up now and, you know, got an extra, you know, 
pep in your step per se? Yeah, I honestly think I do. I'm I'm actually really excited for like the next season now because like I didn't have the best like last season. I had a, a really close match to go to NCAA's against Real Woods, and then I got caught in my third fourth place match to go to NCAA's in a headlock, and I didn't get a wild card. So it was a really disappointing end to my season. I had a little like short bumpy season transferring and everything. And it was not definitely not what I wanted at all, and um, I think just ending the year before the summer on this kind of note, beating a lot of All Americans, round of twelve or top ten guys, I think it, it definitely gave me a big boost in com- my own confidence. And then like, hey, like I'm here and I'm like ready to do this, and like I'm coming this next season. Um, and I think it's going to help build into a lot of good momentum leading up into the summer because right now uh, I got about like three weeks for like a three week break. And then I'm going to come back to slow. We're going to run some camps, um, train for a little bit. Then I got to go home for a little bit. I'm going to run some camps up home. Uh, Then I'm just going to be back and forth running camps, training, running camps, training, but I'm going to build on this momentum with my training, just my confidence, fine tune things before season and I'll be ready. So you are you are among my guests that are running the obligatory twenty thirty camps over the summer. <laughs> uh, not a lot. I mean, I'm just running uh, to both the Mustang camps at Cal Poly right now, and then um, my uh, high school coach wants me to help run a little mini camp with Bernie for the Fargo guys. For our guys, we're sending to Fargo before they head out. So we're gonna run a little mini camp to train them. And uh, other than that, I like, I'm pretty free. If anyone wants individuals in the Sacramento area, hit me up. <laughs> so how often do coaches keep keep uh, tabs on you? Uh, like during, previous coaches? You no, know, uh, I guess your current coaches during your time off and whatnot. Um. Uh, they they do a good job of like just kind of like letting me be me like they're not gonna like micromanage my life or anything that's certainly not what a coach does um uh pretty much uh uh after the u23s i got back uh i was texting my coach uh to confirm dates so i could go do the camp in my hometown vacaville because uh, i'd be missing some of the training but he said it's fine as long as we're doing uh camps or something um, but, uh, I like, he just kind of called me, he gave me a call, uh, congratulated me, kind of, we shaped out our plan for the summer and then it's like, all right, see you in three weeks. Just, that's about it. <laughs> all right. Last thing before, before, before I kind of let you go, you've been absolutely great with your time. Um, I always ask this because I, I have no intention of making, you know, Two cents of ad revenue, whatever the publisher can have that, whatever. So, what's your what's your hype song for a match? And I'll try and shove it in as an intro riff to the episode. When oh, that's a good one. Uh, I've been like struggling with like an intro hype song recently, just because, uh, just because, like, I don't know. I just I haven't. I I really like. Uh, shoot. I don't honestly have one right now. I gotta think. Uh, it's an ASAP. Well, maybe, song. Well, maybe you don't I, need one. 
Maybe you don't need one. This weekend, I mean, you did just fine without one. Yeah, I didn't listen to music at all this weekend, so that might have factored into it. I do like to stay pretty calm in my matches, but uh, hold on. Let me find the song. All right. Uh, it's tough. I always, it's always a joke that my, all my, if you watch all my other interviews, my last question is always something like this, and I always joke that it's the hardest one, but sometimes it really kind of is. You put, yeah. me, on, you put me on the spot. Um, the, uh, to reference a story, actually, a funny, a funny walkout song. So, uh, my name is Lawrence, and to explain a little bit. And uh, Larry is short for Lawrence, and I'm I'm actually pretty pale, and I like burn pretty easily. So a lot of my friends used to call me Larry, and then they started calling me Larry the Lobster uh, from SpongeBob. So one day at practice, a lot of the guys on the team call me Larry the Lobster, and one day at practice, uh, I was I was talking shit to one of my teammates, Max Max Anderson, because I used to kick his ass and height like when he would come in in our room. I was a uh, one year older than him, and he used to come in in our, in our Fresno college room during our RTC stuff, and I used to kick the shit out of him. And I was talking shit, so uh, we did a, actually did a mock match after practice one day where we had like a walk. It was like some WWE, like we were all sitting in a circle. Uh, we were playing walkout songs, and they were like, "We'll give you your walkout song," and they played the SpongeBob theme song. So that was that was, I guess, the last walkout song that I used. Um, but uh, for my walkout song that I wanted to use, it was an ASAP song. I'm trying to freaking find it. Now I understand why your Twitter handle is called Larry the Lobster. Now that makes so much more sense. Yeah. <laughs> But that's a fun little story. I mean, there. I mean, there we go. I mean, Spencer Lee walked out to the Pokemon song, so I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess everything's <laughs> fair game. So I mean, now, now that you said that, if you make the national finals, you have to use the SpongeBob song now. Uh, <laughs> all right. Shoot. No, I'm just messing with you. Are we? Are we still? I mean, I mean, we could do this off air. It's not. It's not like I'm going into post production right after this. So. Oh yeah, no. I'm, I'm I tell all my guests that I edit slow, like an old grandpa. Looks <laughs> are deceiving. Like I look like I'm from this generation, but my brain functions like I'm from another generation. <laughs> no, you're good. I'm trying to find this song real quick before I want to at least get this song because I play. I wanted the. It's not exactly the best. Like like walkout song because it's not it got a lot of curse words it's an asap rocky song oh it's fine they'll they'll find a way to you know blur it out or whatever yeah what'd you say i said you just hand it over to the pa guy they'll find a way to play it so the ch all the children will you know the mothers won't be covering the children's ears the yeah. there you go um, damn, I can't find it. I, I recently switched to uh, Spotify and I lost all, I have like a, I have a playlist on Apple Music and I lost all my music. Life's trials and tribulations. That's your big, that's, uh, that's, you know, it, we never, we never appreciate what we have until we don't have it anymore, right? Yep, no, exactly. You've been absolutely marvelous with your time. Thank you so much. And uh, I'll be in contact. I'll send you the file when it's all said and done. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Thank you for this. Take um, it easy.
Yeah? No, okay, you're good. Sorry. I was you're just going to ask. I think I followed your uh, thing on Instagram. My yeah. other account. Yeah, yeah. The show account. Yeah. That's yeah. certainly not mandatory. And just want to get it out there that I don't pay any of the people to do that. So. Cool. That's entirely uh, optional. Thank you so much. Awesome. You have a great day, man. Thank Take you for the interview. Take it easy. Take it easy. Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of the Mental Takedown. Thank you so much to Lawrence for sitting down with me. And as always, best of luck for him for the rest of the season and beyond. If you did enjoy what you saw, don't be afraid to like, subscribe, all that other good YouTube stuff that you do with all your other much more established creators. It's certainly never, never required, but most certainly appreciate it again it was my pleasure and as always check us out on all your favorite other podcast platforms we're all there on the mental takedown this is daniel signing off and until next time have a great day and see you soon